This is Mary Lewis at A Tiny Homestead, the podcast comprised entirely of conversations with homesteaders, cottage food producers, and crafters. Today I'm talking with Amaria at Modder's Farm to Table about all things maple syrup. Hello, Amaria. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I don't usually do these at, in, in the evening, especially now it's getting dark so early, but I'm we're going to do this. Um, so it's Modder's Farm to Table? That's exactly it. Okay. I went and looked at your video. Thank goodness you guys introduced yourselves. <laughs> and you said my name right. I was like, how do you know? <laughs> I didn't. I was so glad you had a video on your website. So I was <laughs> like, um, is it, is it, oh, oh, oh I know. Omori? What is it? So get tell everything in the book. So what, where's the name come from? <laughs> it's from uh, a TV show, Gunsmoke. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little, I'm 54 and my dad loved Gunsmoke, but I never watched it with him. So I'm not up on my Gunsmoke lore. Oh, um, just one up, but you, you'd really have to get into it. So, yeah. yeah. And then why is it not matters farm to table? Although people will read it that way and farm to table matters. So that's a really great play on words. Right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. That, that one, that last name is German. So they say modder. Oh, as in like mother? It, like modder, like an otter with an M, modder. No, so no, yeah. Like... Yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering if it's like, if it's German for mother or something. But uh, really none of this matters except that I was curious. So tell me about Modder's Farm to Table because you guys do all the things. We're busy, yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. we're primarily a, da- a dairy farm, um, but we do beef as well monthly beef and then the big thing that we started doing that's unique is uh maple syrup so that's kind of a little little side hustle as well that we got going on the farm the farm originated in 1856 so it's been around for seven generations <laughs> your dogs sound like they're having fun <laughs> I know, they're vicious and my my sister-in-law just showed up so of course <laughs> Oh, is that is that a surprise? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did not know, so that's okay. So, but yeah, we're we're constantly busy. We're constantly doing thing things. Um the the lack of voice here is from a three day event that I did last weekend. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday out in the cold, talking for, you know, twelve hour days. Um, but it's fun. I enjoy doing that. Um, sharing maple products with people that that don't know the benefits of maple. So it's my goal in life to tell everybody all of the things about maple. (laughs) Yeah, I have one story about maple syrup and then I'm gonna have a lot of questions. Um, We had a kitten that was spayed at like, I think she was probably 14 weeks old. And we, we got her from a rescue and I'm really glad that we did. But she ended up developing an abscess where she had the spay. And I didn't know anything about this and what to do and she was just looking really really poorly and so I made an appointment with the vet but she just it was going to be like two days before we could get her in and I looked on Google because that's what people do these days is you look on Google for solutions to problems and one of the things that I found out was that I could try giving her maple syrup to get her blood sugar up so Mm -hmm. we 
we drizzled maple syrup on a Q-tip and put it in front of her nose and she loved it and she perked up within minutes and I was so thankful because she was one of the prettiest kittens I'd ever seen and I didn't want her to die before we could get her to the vet. So it works for kitties. Um, I suspect it probably yeah. works for dogs and probably for rabbits and chickens and cows and I assume there's no animal that can't have it. That's basically it. We actually had a very similar story with um, a friend who breeds dogs and um, one of her females wasn't able to nurse the puppies really well. So she was doing round the clock care and one of the puppies wasn't doing great. So she gave him some maple syrup and he revived and was energetic enough to suckle and you know take a bottle and things like that so she named him maple <laughs> so, <laughs> lots of stories like that isn't that funny yeah and i mean i had thought about honey but then i was like yeah that might make her sick because people have allergies to bees and honey so i was right. glad we had maple syrup on hand so i was reading about your maple situation your maple syrup and maple tree situation. And I would love it if you would talk about that because we have, we had three maple trees here when we moved in three, over three years ago. And two of them had to come down because they were rotting in the middle. And oh, it was, yeah. it was really sad. We have one left. It looks like it's healthy. It, the leaves never turn red. I think there are golden maples. And okay. so... I don't know if you can tap a, a golden maple tree, but I know there, there are, are sugar maples. Yeah, there's over 100 different varieties of maple trees, and mm -hmm. all of them give out maple sap. The, the trees that produce the most and usually the highest sugar content are the, the sugar maples that everybody covets. Um, mm -hmm. But you can tap other varieties of maples, certainly. They just may not be as as uh, abundant in their maple sap production or, or the sugar content may not be quite as high as sugar maples. Um, and the difference also is like um, we tap mostly sugar maples, but we do have some silver maples that we tap as well. And those trees, um, the buds open sooner in the season than sugar maples do. So as soon as the tree's buds open, their sap turns sour because they're putting their energy production into leaf formation and the sap turns bitter. So we have those on its own specific area that we can turn off and not enter the collection of the other sugar maples. So we can continue sugaring even after the silver maples trees <laughs> bud open. So okay. that's, that's quite a difference on the varieties there. Okay, well, I just learned something I had no idea about, so that's awesome. Um, did you guys know about maple syruping and, and maple trees no. before? Okay, so, so you've learned. This, yeah. yeah, so all this how, how this all came about is I have food allergies. So we were looking into, you know, I had cut grains out of my diet completely and felt so much better. Um, you know, we eat a lot of our farm direct beef here, which is which is great and really healthy, a lot of uh, vegetables and things. But I wanted some type of good quality sweetener. I don't want cane sugar, bleach products, processed, refined things like that. And I had no idea how good maple syrup is for you. Everybody talks about how great honey is. Um, and it's it's my personal preference. I, I don't care for honey, which is I'm happy for everybody that does. It's just not my perfect personal preference. So I started mm -hmm. reading about maple syrup. It's actually lower glycemic index than other natural sweeteners like honey and agave. It's lower calories than honey and agave. 
There's an enzyme in it that helps reduce excess glucose in your bloodstream, so it's a more stable sugar. It's packed full of antioxidants, and since it's from the soil, from the trees, it has a lot of nutrition in it, so there's, there's a lot of minerals and things in it as well. So it's actually a good source of, of um, sweetener if you're going to be sweetening anything. So we started, we looked around, and we have this big, gorgeous woods behind our dairy farm, and it's never been touched, mature, beautiful trees, and we're like, hey, let's tap some maple trees. So, and at, at first my husband was like, no, we have so much going on. We've got kids and farms and, and I've got a regular job. And I'm like, no, babe, I, I want maple syrup. So we went, we mapled because I, I always win. Mm -hmm. And the first drop of maple syrup that we actually made was the best thing I've ever tasted. And um, a little backstory. So I was raised in a dairy farm. I never really wanted to marry a farmer. I, I know this lifestyle is hard. I didn't really care for it. But literally that first drop of maple syrup that I had, it made me fall in love with making our own foods, being a farmer. It sounds cheesy and corny, but it really was that moment where the light bulb turned on and I was all in with this farming endeavor. So it's, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's a thing when, when you put your whole self into the thing that you're trying to create and then you get to either, I guess it doesn't really matter how you experience, but you get to experience the end result of what you put yourself into you become a convert. And it's a lot like when kids are involved in cooking when they're little. And mm -hmm. if, you have, if you have a picky kid, let them help you cook because they're going to want to taste what what they had a hand in making. So I think it's the same, same idea. Oh, for sure. For sure. <clears throat> Absolutely. So it, it's become where we've changed our, our goals from, you know, just continuing our, our farm on to now our ultimate goal is to build a creamery on our dairy farm here and have a storefront and make our own farm direct cheeses and milks and butters and have the beef available and maple products. So it really, from that one experience of making our own maple, it's turned into this huge dream where it's still, you know, it's a five-year goal still, so it's, it's not yet, but... Um, it's definitely changed uh, our, our goals and, and what we want to do with the future. And, and when did you guys start this? So this will be our seventh year mapling okay. coming up. So not that long ago, but long enough to have. And I, I always say to, to new business owners, because we've experienced it ourselves, is um, grow slowly. You know, don't go crazy because you you fail and you realize that those failures, you know, you learn from everything. So what doesn't work makes you grow faster and, and better. And, and, you know, you don't put all, all your eggs in one basket. So it's it's been a real fun journey learning. Yeah, it always is. And I'm sure there's been some painful moments, too. Um, <laughs> so can you can you walk me through from maple tree? to syrup because not everybody knows how that works. I have some idea because I've gone to the Arboretum in Chanhassen oh, and yep. seen some of the, the process, but can you nutshell it for me in the steps that it takes to get from tapping the tree to having maple syrup? Absolutely. So anybody that's, that's curious about mapling, I definitely encourage going to see the tours. Seeing it in person is so much more impressive. 
than than hearing about it. Um, and and we've done a few tours this past spring. We did tours and they were they were fabulous. We enjoyed them so much. My son helped me again getting the kids involved so that they they want to do this in the future too. Um, my son took everybody through the dairy barn and then we walked out and saw the the trees and came back to the uh, the sugar shed where we're boiling. So basically what we do in the spring, so it has to be the spring because maple syrup or the maple sap is pushed out of the trees when it's above freezing during the day and below freezing at night before the leaves bud open. So it has to be in the spring and it has to be warm enough where everything is, is thawing out and, and dripping. So what we do is we drill a hole in the trees and we put the taps in with a little hammer so they're little little um, circular devices and then what we have is is plastic tubing so everything is connected on basically like a highway system and um, I think we've got about 21,000 feet of tubing in our woods um, and we tap th a thousand trees um, and then the sap goes into the tap and through the system into a collection point so everything's gravity fed so it kind of goes downhill and we also have vacuum pumps too so it's kind of pulling a little bit more of the sap out of the trees so and then it hits the collection tanks we pump it from the collection tanks into usually a trailer and then we take it from the trailer to our by our sugar shed dump it off there and from there it gets boiled and it takes about 40 gallons of sap to make one gallon of syrup so there's a lot of boiling that needs to happen before it's a finalized product um, and from there we we um, bottle it for the season and then we make lots of different things with it so not just pure maple syrup we're doing fun things like um, jalapeno infused maple syrup cinnamon infused maple syrup our new one this year is a vanilla bean infused maple syrup which is my new favorite and mm -hmm. then our very popular we age them so we do bourbon barrel aged and whiskey barrel aged maple syrups which are very like the, the flavor profiles that are created in the barrel aging process is really amazing. I'm, I'm not a drinker, but they're really good. Um, and those types of things you can cook with. So everybody thinks pancakes with maple syrup, uh, but we like to cook like sweet and savory dishes, pork chops, salmon, sweet potatoes, squash, even things like mixed drinks, coffee, teas, things like that. Um, so it's kind of good for everything. Okay, so how long does it take to boil down 40 gallons of sap? Uh, on average, I mean, I, I'm sure I'm sure it's not an exact science, but on average, how long does it take to from from sap to syrup in the yeah, boiling process? For for our our um, system is we have an evaporator that's going to boil off about 52 gallons an hour at the at, at the most. You know, if you're really cranking wood in and keeping it going, it can do about 52 gallons an hour. So you can make you know a gallon of syrup or maybe a little more per hour. Okay, and does somebody? And, that's going to depends. If, I mean, if you're a backyard maple sugar and you're doing this on a turkey fryer, it's going to take a long time. So keep that in mind. Yeah. And do you have to babysit this or is it just? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's not something you can walk away from. So because if you end up burning the pans, they're they're done. Like you don't come back from a burnt pan. We almost burnt our pan last season because one of, and everything on our machine is, is very automated. You just need to be there and have a person and know what to do if something does stop. But one of the, the floats was stuck up and so the valve was closed and it wasn't letting more sap in. So we had oh, a very no. near, <laughs> and it was at the busy time of our season. So we had to take the whole thing out. Everything was dumped 
And then we spent 11 solid hours, my husband and I, taking shifts, take, swapping back and forth, scrubbing this plant, this pan, who we nicknamed Black Betty. We call this pan now Black Betty because she was black but not quite burnt. So um, it was, and then the next day we, everything was good to go and we resumed boiling. <laughs> so Okay. All right. And then the other question I have is, do you guys make maple sugar candy? We do. That's really hard to make. It's a very delicate procedure, but my husband is perfect at making the maple candies. They're, they're one of my favorites. So yes, he makes those perfectly. Do you have any left from last spring? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, we constantly keep making new batches. And like, uh, like I said, we just had a big event last weekend. So yeah, we made, we made four sheets of candy for last weekend, and we're going to make some more for this weekend. So, yep, we've got those in stock. Everybody likes the, the maple candies. Well, you're in you're in Delano, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're in Lesore. It would only cost like $2 to put a couple pieces of maple candy in the mail to me. <laughs> <laughs> we ship for free on our website. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get you some. Yeah. Yeah, the reason I ask is my, my grandfather loved maple sugar candy. Yep. yep. And he would bring some when he get his hands on it. And I grew up in Maine, so they do maple sugar Sunday or maple oh, yeah. Sunday every spring. <laughs> and he would bring us candy. <clears throat> and I didn't like it when I when I first had it. He gave me a piece and I put it in my mouth and chewed it and I was like it's like sand. I I don't I don't I don't like it. And I think I was 6. And he said, I think it might be an acquired taste. Maybe when you're a grown-up, you'll like it. And I was home to Maine, like, I don't know, over 10 years ago. And they had some at a store we stopped at. And I bought some to try it again. And it's really good. I don't know what I was thinking when I was six. But well, I guess I, I can see. And maybe it was a bad batch because it shouldn't be sandy. But I could see if you boiled it maybe a little too long, it would be turning into sugar almost. Yeah. But it should be more like firm but melt in your mouth. And there's rarely sweet. So usually I just need just a little tiny corner of a candy and I'm good. Yeah, I remember it being super, super sweet. And that yeah. might have been part of it, too, because I was a terribly picky child and intense flavors really threw me off. I don't know why. And I basically didn't eat anything until I learned to cook. You know, I ate enough to stay alive. I was really skinny. And then I learned to cook and I was like, oh, food is actually good. OK, this it is great. Be absolutely. Well, yeah, I suppose if you, if you tossed a whole maple candy in your mouth, that would be a little intense. for sure. Yeah. And it was it was probably the size of a quarter. And I didn't think yep. anything about it, and neither did he, because he loved it. He loved maple sugar candy. <laughs> you got to be warned. It was a, it was too much. Yeah, yeah. He probably just assumed that every my maiden name is Prescott. Every Prescott on the planet would would love maple sugar candy. Who knows? There you go. But now I love it, so I may have to order Good. some from you. Good. Yeah, and the reason we're talking about maple syrup and maple syruping and whatever is I would love to talk about your your cows and your steers and your dairy and all of that but I literally just talked about beef with someone the other day and I saw maple syrup and I was like I haven't talked to anybody about maple syrup yet so here oh, we yeah. are well I'm excited about maple syrup so that's kind of my forte i the cows are great, but I think maple is even better in my mind. <laughs> well, it probably costs you less to keep the trees fed than it does to keep the 
the cows fed? A little bit, yeah. A little yeah. bit. Nature kind of handles the trees. Although with this drought, um, you know, it, it, we're, we're finally getting the moisture this fall, which is good for the trees. We've been in a drought for so long that um, every year we seem to, last winter we got enough snow to keep the trees happy. Now this fall, um, maple trees like to go to bed with their feet wet, as they say. So they they like to have their roots all wet when they when they mm-hmm. get into the hibernation for the winter. So I think we should have a pretty decent spring sapping. Yeah, everybody I've talked to in the last two months for this podcast has been mentioning drought and we went through it too here all summer and it's just terrible and my husband was talking to me the other day because he's all ready to start planting again but that's not happening obviously he's already planning he's already planning next year's humongous garden for the farmer's market and he was saying something about expanding the garden again and I said you might want to rethink that and he said why and I said because you spent every night in July and August watering I said you expand the garden you're going to be out there until midnight in the dark watering I said I said how about we just plant more of what we know sells and less of what we know doesn't sell and keep the garden the same size And, and he said yeah that might be a good idea and I said, okay, that would be a really good idea. Let's maybe think about that this winter and then we'll figure it out in the spring. And as I've said on this show a bunch of times, gardening is a is a sickness. Once you get into oh, yeah. it and you discover you love it, you want to just keep going and making things bigger and better and more variety. And I'm not the gardener. He is. So he, of course, is in love with it and wants to grow everything as long as he possibly can and we ended up receiving a grant from the market entry fund i think is the name of it in minnesota and we must use that money to build a heated greenhouse because that's what i wrote the grant proposal about oh okay we didn't receive the funds until october november Okay. So we have to be planning a heated greenhouse this winter as well to get that going as soon as the ground is thawed in hopefully end of March this year because the ground didn't really thaw until later in the season this past spring. So yeah, and that's going to be fun too because he wants to do this really fancy greenhouse and i'm like we only have a certain we have we have a fixed amount of money to build a greenhouse so we have to sit down and figure this out if he had if he had his way it would be a 1400 square foot greenhouse and that's a lot of space and it's expensive (laughs) yeah expensive to build so Right. That, that gardening sickness sounds just like the maple sickness. You always want more taps, more trees, more infused flavors. Uh huh. 100% agree. Mm-hmm. I think anything that you love, you love with your whole heart. And it just makes it so hard to, to rein people in on what they love. And oh, I don't yeah. think that, I don't think we should necessarily rein people in on what they love. I just think that there are some parameters that might need to be in place that's all right yes yes 
realistic so. expectations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can go whole hog and spend all of your money and kill yourself to try to do all of it, but maybe not doing those two things would be better. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I know it's not a good idea to spend all your money and kill yourself doing what you're right. trying to do. Right. But it's it's really difficult. Um, we have a couple of kittens left from the the litter that our barn cat had back a couple months ago. And they are super cute, but they are barn kittens. They do not come in. And I jokingly said, can you bring in one of the kittens to my husband the other night? And he's like, yeah. So he brought in one of the kittens and I petted her and she's really friendly. I said, can we just keep her inside? He was like, absolutely not. And I said, you know, I said, you got lines with the kittens, but not with the yeah, gardening. Yeah. If it was, if it was just me, I would have like 17 kittens around all the time because they're adorable. Absolutely. And, and he's right. There's no good place in our house for a cat box. And I don't want my house to smell like a cat box all the time. So we have a dog and we're good. But that little kitten in my lap staring up at me like, it's really cold outside. Can I just stay in? It was very hard to put her back outside. Right. So right. I'm just I'm just as guilty of it as he is, except that I know that the line is you can bring them in to visit, but they go back outside. Yeah, you, you tend to go from one cat to crazy cat lady really quickly when you, you know, when you like things. So. Yes, or, cra or crazy maple lady or crazy garden yeah. guy or, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. So, so do you guys, what I say. <laughs> yeah, so do you guys love what you're doing? It sounds like you absolutely love what you're doing. We, we really do. It, it definitely keeps us busy. Um, I'd love to turn this into my full-time occupation at some point. Um so yeah, we, we absolutely really do. It's become my goal every time I go somewhere at an, a vendor event and people are looking at my, my products to tell them about the benefits of maple, um, how it's improved my overall well-being. So I'm kind of just hoping that, you know, I, I can help somebody else and maybe maple syrup can be the hero uh, for their health like it, it has been for our family's health. So it's absolutely a passion. Yeah. Um, what's what's your your uh, website address so people can go look at it because you have all kinds of factoids on there about maple syrup and why it's so good. We do. Uh, so it's Motters. It's M A T T E R S. MottersFarmToTable.com. Okay. Cool. I'll put it in the description. You know, the written description. But yeah. I figured you should probably say it out loud because it's always fun to say your own website. <laughs> it feels so professional and official. Uh, it's it's fantastic. We've grown. We, we've looked back at the, the years. We've grown so much in the last four, four or five years. Um, the community and people around us and people that have bought from us, they're very supportive. They love our products. We, we've gotten great feedback. It's so encouraging. Um, so their love and feedback and support has has helped this business grow just as much as our own passions you know kind of feeding into the passions and helping the fire grow more and more so it's nothing but a good deal it's been fantastic good i'm really glad to hear that because people need to do more things like this it's it's fun mm -hmm. um whoa i don't know what that was maybe your phone maybe that was your it, phone yep i think i got a message that was probably my oh <laughs> okay haven't heard that before um <laughs> 
So I have one more question and then we'll probably yes. wrap it up because I literally have dinner waiting for me and I'm sure you have things to Ooh. do too. Um, my parents sent me a bottle of robust maple syrup from Maine a couple of years ago. That was, that was the description, Ro dark, robust maple syrup. Yep. And it yep. was grade A, I think. And they can't, they haven't found it since. I've, I've asked them when they've asked if we want yep. maple syrup. I'm like, can you, can you get that robust dark one? And they're like, we haven't seen it since. So tell me about the grading and, and the description because I don't know why that one was so good. That's a fantastic question. So the, there's no longer grade A and grade B maple syrups. They grade okay. them on amber. So there's light amber, there's medium amber, dark amber, very dark amber. You know, see, they got real clever with their names there. Um, yeah, original. Those, exactly. And all those um, those ambers come from the same trees during the same season. So at the beginning of, of the season, we get a really light, a light amber. Um, and that's really mild maple flavor. It's more like a vanilla ice cream, a vanilla-y flavor, not a lot of maple. By the In the middle of the season, we get a medium amber, and that's going to be more what we use typically for our cooking maple syrup or our pure maple syrup. Um, and that's going to be more caramely, uh, butterscotchy in the middle. And then our dark ambers are usually from the end of the season, and that's a robust maple. And and it used to be that the light amber was my favorite, but as I've gotten into it, it's kind of like a light beer versus a, you know, a, a, a darker beer. You know, I, I now prefer that dark amber because it's a robust maple flavor. And you darn well better believe that I bottle a a case or a, a batch of that for myself. So if you need some of that, I've got some of that sitting downstairs for, for the people that really like the dark stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I've got that reserved for, for those of us that like that the best. <laughs> and what, what size bottles do you guys do? Um, right now we're in the process of switching all of our bottles and all of our labels. Um, so right now I've only got eight ounces, um, that, that can ship. Otherwise, if people come in person, I've got quarts and half gallons. We're going to be adding in a 16 ounce pint at some point, but we just ran out of our 12 ounces like yesterday. <laughs> and so now we've got to fill some more, some more of those 16 ounce pints. So it's kind of all just a, the gears are in motion and we'll eventually get to all the sizes of bottles that we want. So yeah. As as soon as some uh, expendable income frees up, I will be ordering some candy and some syrup, some dark syrup from you because I haven't had that in, oh, oh four or so five, and four this five is, years. This is the dark amber batch that we won fourth place at the state fair. Out of like a gazillion entries, the state fair is really hard, but this is our really good dark amber that we've got. So if you do end up placing an order in the comments, put down that you want um, your maple syrup from the dark amber batch. And I'll put a, I'll put a special bottle in there for you. <laughs> that would be fabulous. I, I had never had this, this robust one that my parents mailed to us. And when my dad asked how I liked it, I was like, it's almost like the difference between a pale ale and Guinness. Yes. Yes. And and he said, "What is the what does it taste like to you?" And I said, "Like maple syrup and coffee." Right, like and, a full and, flavor. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he said, well, considering what a coffee fiend you are, I'm not surprised you like the dark maple syrup. And I had to, I had to hear about that for a while. But either way, it was really, really delicious, and it was great on French toast. Loved it. Yeah, we've got a coffee-infused maple syrup that I bet you oh, would, no. you would <laughs> It's ridiculously good. So good. Hi, we may have to make a drive to Delano in the, I don't know, summer. I don't know. Stuff we'll out. see. We'll get you some yeah. samples. Yeah. Come on down be- for a tour. That'd be fun to meet you. Do Sample some stuff. See the farm. Do the tour. That'd be fun. It would be really fun. Um, yeah, I will. We'll, we'll, we'll do some talking here and see if we can figure yeah. it out. But it's good. been it's been like at least 30 minutes we've been chatting and I try to keep these to half an hour. So I, I really appreciate you entertaining my interest in maple syruping and your time. And I'm sure that you probably would like to go have some food, too. So I'm going to let you go. All right. It was wonderful chatting with you today. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.